We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, from Blue Wire Studios here in the Win Las Vegas. Hopefully by now you guys checked out our pro wrestling episode from earlier in the week, dropped our MMA episode as well. Brian Barberina stopped by the show. Incredible interview there. Make sure you guys check that out. If you're listening for the first time, it's the Corner Podcast. Talk MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling Every week, three shows. If you like it all, thank you. You're nerds like us. If you like one thing more than the other, make sure you guys check out those episodes. And then, of course, we sprinkle in whatever's going on around the internets every now and then. Today is that every now and then. We have to start the show on something that isn't boxing, but we promise we will be talking boxing this show as well because we have Tyson Fury in a trilogy that no one really asked for. Nobody asked for this. But the trilogy is happening. There's another trilogy. Yeah, people have, asked for it. Yes. Estrada versus Chocolatito going down on Saturday as well. Manny Pacquiao coming back for his exhibition fight. People were forgetting about that. That's happening this weekend as well. And I'm sure we got to probably talk about and preview the NY fight against uh, Paul Butler. Yeah. Undisputed fight happening on Tuesday out there in Japan. Plus some stuff that happened last weekend. We have Regis Progress now as a champion. See what's going to happen going forward in Has his Has he been career. paid yet? He's been paid half, no. according to Kevin Ioli's reports. This half the money has gone through. Mm. But could you imagine, uh, quick aside before we jump into that, could you imagine going to a bank with a big-ass fight check just ready, and they actually still give you a check, and you give it to the teller, and they're like, mm, nah. Yeah. Nah, this bounced. What? Yeah, kind of. And you just fought? I'm fighting everybody. Somebody got to get slapped. Yeah. For making me look stupid. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those big-ass checks, though. Like, oh, in PFL, yeah. like, I talked to Olivier OAM, and I uh, asked him, you know, about the – I was like, do they direct deposit it? And he was like, yeah. I was like, it's got to be different. He was like, I want the check. Yeah, I want the big-ass check. I want the check. I want everybody to know I won this million dollars. <laughs> but I will not take that check to the hood because I'm going to get robbed. Oh, hands down. Because people can't cash the big-ass check. Nah, man. But I remember Floyd one time. Wanted, like, I think it was when he had, like, it was $100 million or something for the fight. He wanted the big-ass check. Yeah. And they brought it to him. 
You're I just present. want it framed. Like, if I want a million dollars, I want the big ass check and I want to put it in my room and I'll have it framed. Your wife ain't having none of that. Oh, no. If I had a million off dollars. all the decor. No, nah, she wouldn't give a fuck. A million dollars? Yeah, you can put the wallpaper in that shit. Ah, no, nah, that's not the case at all. She don't give a fuck about you or your million dollars. No, if it She'd was, be like, no, no, get that off my wall. Nah, that shit looks stupid. If it was a million dollars, trust me. I bet you a million dollars, if you had a million dollars, that that should be right in your office. She'd be like, you put that shit next to collectibles, the toys, everything else. Mm-mm. It'd be our hero's rock poster, big-ass million-dollar check behind Man. you for your shows in your office. I earned it. <laughs> shit. That's it. Next time I negotiate with like ESPN, I'd be like, yo, that's cool, and I know y'all going to pay me, but can you just give me a big-ass check yep. with my salary on it? Yep. That's all I want. Yep. Bob Iger, sign the bottom. Yeah. Big-ass check. I don't even want to cash it. So that's that's every negotiation going forward. I need to be paid with a big-ass check. So that aside, we'll get to boxing. We'll get to Regis. We'll get to all of that here in a second. Dre, we thought it was done, Dre. Can we just stop saying we thought it was done? We thought it was done. It's never an ending story. <laughs> it's about the white flying dog. With Falcor. <laughs> that's, that's what this Kanye West shit has become is the never-ending story. It's... Here again, I can't, at this point, I can't believe someone is so dumb and blatantly ignorant. So the clip starts surfacing today. If you guys are living under a rock, I'll explain it. Kanye West goes on a television show. He's getting interviewed. What's the old boy's name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones, who's also getting sued. Well, he lost. He got, he's been sued. He, he had to pay up. Oh, really? Yeah. The Sandy Hook yeah, shit. Yeah. Good, good. So they're both lighter in the pockets. So yeah. they're sitting at a desk together. They do not have a big-ass check anymore, I tell you that much. They're sitting there, and Kanye goes off on his favorite topic, Jewish people. And you think, because he issued an apology, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, issued an apology. Doubles down and triples down again. In which, to paraphrase some of the points of this interview, says Nazis weren't the worst people to have redeeming qualities. And he said he liked Hitler. And even Hitler did good things. He couldn't name one. He don't read, Dre. I know this. Can't name shit. Where do you want to start? How about, all right. The Never in the history of... America, have we seen so many black people be anti-black in general? <laughs> just, yeah. Like Candace Owens, Herschel Walker. Like, we've had Clarence Thomas, right? You know, yeah. You know, Eldridge Cleaver was a black panther, and, you know, he became a conservative Republican. They'd argue during slavery, the people in the house were somewhat anti-black. Yeah, or they but could, like, we, you know, a little but they, that was for their own salvation, right? Like, sure. you know, you were, you were Uncle Tom, or you, yeah. you wanted to live. Yeah. Kind of don't need to live. No. They're bored, which... It's not necessarily true. They're not necessarily bored. But there is nothing that is unifying the community right now. Like, nobody got killed by the police that we care about. It's happening all the time. But <laughs> we weren't stuck at home like with George Floyd. Yeah. So now we have, again, Herschel Walker and Candace Owens, Jason Whitlock, and Boyce Watkins, a bunch of these goofs, saying ridiculous hotep dumb shit. Then you have Kanye West, who, as we discussed, has always been an idiot. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, he's putting it out there. I'm going to say something that's going to be really unpopular for a lot of people right now. Religion has ruined Kanye West. 
his 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 re- rationale for saying Hitler was a good person is because he's a Christian. That's his Christian values, that he has to find the good in everyone, and God loves everyone, right? It's not it's not true. I'm not a super religious dude, and I won't get super deep into this, but Kanye has found refuge in religion. Yeah, he he kind of uses it. He does. He weaponizes it. Yes, like he did backpack rap. I'm not sure if he really believes that. It doesn't matter. He weaponizes it against people, right? Because if Jews weren't Jews and they were Christians, he wouldn't be saying the shit that he was saying. He has found salvation in his religion, and he uses that as a crux. Once he saw that, that my man got nominated for, like, billboards named him, like, gospel album of the year. Yep. Once you got to that point, he was like, oh, I can do, I can be here and I'll always be safe. I can, I can, and he's not. No. But in his mind, he's like, well, I got to find the good in everyone. So Jewish people, and because he said the same thing, there's good people and Jewish people, but then there's a Jewish mafia. It's like, what are you, dog, what are you talking about? Nazis and, what, what are we talking about, Kanye? Why? 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 And how do you not have common sense and sometimes it's okay to say nothing that's not Kanye. believe this stupid shit that's not kanye i told you he's contrarian for the sake of being contrarian nazis being good people is the wrongest way you can be look, anti-contrarian look, like, look they gotta take like i don't know how you're gonna get your kids doing stuff like this when we go to court oh yeah nah it's like rap like I, I feel like kanye should be sentenced to watch schindler's list because i know he hasn't seen schindler's list before he couldn't have like, and even if he has, got to read some type of book. You know it's bad when Alex Jones is like, whoa, Kanye. <laughs> the voice of reason. Right, like, that guy? And Kanye's like, I mean, he's wearing a stupid mask. Like, this man, and, I, and there's going to be people that are going to say, well, he's got mental health issues. A lot of people do. It does not excuse dumbassness. No. It doesn't. You can have all the mess. You could be depressed, but it doesn't make you stupid and ignorant and refusing to read and putting everything on God and religion and I trust in Elon Musk, and I asked Donald Trump to be my running mate in the 2024. Like, what is – stop putting a camera on this man. He's no longer in touch with reality. He hasn't been for a long time. This is the clearest example of it, though, right? Like, Until the next time. It's only going to get worse. Of course. As long as you put a camera in front of Kanye, he'll find something more outlandish to say. That's his brand. That's who he's become. And the cult of Kanye will continue to excuse his action. Kanye is playing chess, not checkers. What? This is the dumbest game of tic-tac-toe I've ever seen. Yeah, they don't even know how to play chess, bro. No, that's the problem. You can't play. Ch- when people say you're playing chess, not checkers, and don't know how to move a bishop or a knight, then what the <laughs> fuck are you playing? They, they couldn't name a piece on the board. Nah, they're like, who's that thing? Yeah, it's, it's to the point now. Two things. And one is a conversation we had in group chat that I'll talk about. But first, you say it's his brand. Mm-hmm. Is this monetized? Like, you're, you are now on a platform where they've given you the space to speak, and you're too outlandish for that. Yeah. Where the host got to say, chill, because he ain't trying to get canceled. It's but like, what, is, what is canceled? Like, if you haven't canceled Kanye by now, then what is canceled? What does no, that mean? I mean the host, like he ain't trying to lose his show because you're saying dumb shit. Like yeah. he ain't trying to like have to issue a public apology that he doesn't mean. Um, yeah, like there's like just a lot of hoops you got to jump through, and are those networks? It's built off of freedom of speech. Like you don't censor yes. anybody, but and he still has like you know you gotta chill a bit. Yeah, but you know Kanye will still do Tucker Carlson. 
Kanye will still Kanye's currency is visibility. It's not money anymore. It's visibility. As long as he's visible, he is viable. And as long as somebody keeps putting a camera on him, he's going to continue to say outlandish shit. And yeah, is it monetizable? Not in the way that it once was. Yeah, like he's not selling sneakers off of this rhetoric. No, but he's creating the cult of Kanye. Like I'm, we're getting to the point where Kanye is going to create his own version of Christianity, and he's going to have followers. I've said this before. If he was smart, he would have already done it. It was so, close. Those Sunday service things were very weird. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm serious. Like in the cult of Kanye is a real thing because I still have people in my time. I was like, no, you don't understand. What? What don't I understand? Explain that. Like Kanye said, he, he railed against Black Lives Matter. He said George Floyd didn't die from the knee on his neck. Like he says a bunch of ridiculous shit. He's used by like Candace Owens. But his currency is visibility. Because if you don't see Kanye, what is he? Yeah, now he's non-existent. He was around when he had the clothing line, when he had the shoes. When he no, had no, he's existent. No, he's not non-existent. He's Ooh, still Yeezy. he's still visible. Like even though the Yeezys aren't necessarily here in the sense of Kanye marketing them, I keep seeing him on my timeline. TMZ still puts a camera in his face. Well, that's because he got to do stupid shit to remain visible. Before, if he wanted to just chill for like four months, he go don't to the ranch and do nothing, he's taking breaks where he's just out of the public eye. There was always clothes, other stuff to keep right. him relevant. He doesn't have any of that. Anymore. No, so that's why he's going to be in front of a camera. And that's why when people, like when you talk about canceling him, somebody's always going to put a camera on him. Somebody. At, because there's so many cameras. There is no like five networks or there's, like, there's not like three channels or 12 channels. There are millions and millions of cameras of people that will put a, a phone or a camera or a microphone in front of Kanye and it'll spread on social media because he still has followers. Then his, the fact that he still has a Twitter account is problematic. Well, I mean, now he's buddy-buddy with the guy who owns Twitter. Exactly. He's always going to have a Twitter account. But the dying platform. Now, on one, on one hand, Instagram. Eh, on, <laughs> on one hand, like you shouldn't, like Kanye should be able to say what he wants to say, but there's always should be repercussions, right? Yep. Like people that talk about the First Amendment do not understand it. It's not, he's not going to get killed for any of this shit. Right, but you should take away some of the shit because it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, Charles Manson and David Koresh—they created cults because people followed what they said. If yep. you didn't allow them the microphone or the opportunity to create followers, some of these things wouldn't have happened. Charles Manson wouldn't have been able to do what he did. Charles Manson on social media would have a bigger following of people murdering people. Oh, hundred percent. But now Kanye is in that spot where he controls people with his stupidity. Yeah, he'll, he won't do Revolt anymore or Drink Champs, or he may not do another Alex Jones podcast, but there'll be another place because somebody will look at it and say, I'll get more visibility because of Kanye. Yep. Kanye's using them just like they're using Kanye. It's gross, but here we are. The man is siding with Nazis in 2022. Yes, and loving it, publicly doing so. Yeah. The conversation we had in our group chat about Kanye, which was interesting, he posed a question. Is Kanye, is this the Kanye we get if his mother is still alive? No. The biggest one. No. No. She, like, if anybody knows the Kanye story, I've seen the Kanye, like, Donda West was Kanye's conscience. Yeah. She would put that boy in check. She was an educator first. Like, the fact that her son got so far led astray is wild to me, but, you know, some kids end up being the complete opposite of their parents. Yeah. But Don DeWest, no. You think 
You think slavery was a choice would have happened without a shoe going upside his head? No, she would have made his ass sit down and read. Like, like at the kitchen table. Like he was 12. I don't want to excuse Kanye's actions because people have lost their parents before and their traumatic experiences. And yep. obviously that changes people. But in the case of Kanye West, like, think about all the things that happened after his mother passed. Amber Rose, Kim Kardashian, the music changed. Amber Rose wasn't that horrible. He became a wildly big drunk under Amber, like when he was dating Amber Rose. But it was all, this yeah. was all built Taylor out Swift of- Taylor Swift it. Yeah, yeah, this was all built off of the pain of losing his mother and not having somebody, because that's the only person he ever listened to. If you ever listened to like Last Call off a of college dropout, yeah. if you ever listened to his interviews, he listened to nobody. Right, and then if you were on his side, you were his friend, Dame Dash. Right, mm-hmm. there's always been a big brother complex with Jay Z. Jay Z never looked at him as a rapper, and rightfully so. Right, it's rightfully so. But his mother was the only approval that he needed. Now that his mother's gone, he doesn't care. So I don't think this version of Kanye West couldn't have possibly existed with his mother still here. It wouldn't have got that far off the rails. It's so weird because I, you hear all the time where it's like, yo. It's Hollywood, right? Dave Chappelle has a great thing. He's like, you just call people crazy, but we're not looking at what drives them. Like Hollywood. It's the machine behind it. I'm just wondering, like, yeah, like, when Kanye, growing up, and, yeah, Kanye had money when his mother was still alive. Yeah. He had fame. Plenty of it. He didn't, he wasn't a billionaire. He wasn't in rooms with the Elon Musk of the world. You know, he wasn't at that level yet. Would the machine have swallowed him anyway, and she would have just had to watch? Nah. It wouldn't have been, again, it wouldn't have been the same. I'm, I, and I mean. Sometimes it's hard to stop the train. Yeah, but his train, like, he's always sought the approval of rich white people. That is Kanye's MO from day one. Again, I've said it a billion times in this podcast. You never heard him talk about Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey. You've heard him talk about Walt Disney. You've heard him talk about Ralph Lauren. He is always one of the approval of wealthy white people. That has never changed. But the things that he is doing today would have not happened without, if his mother was still here. The, again, slavery was a choice. Can you imagine Donda West being in the room? Because if you know, like Donda traveled with Kanye. Yep. Can you imagine Donda West being on Drink Champs and listening to Kanye say that George Floyd wasn't killed by the police? She might have stopped the butt. Yo, stop this real quick. Cut it. Yo. <laughs> yeah, like she would, she would have shut a lot of this down or at least tried to reel him in. He's so far off the rails without a conscience, without somebody to put him in check, without a loving figure to say, you're doing bad, son. Like, the Amber Rose thing doesn't sound bad, but it was a gateway drug to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> it was. It, like, legitimately. It was yeah. a gateway drug to get to that le- He's always yearned attention. And with, without his mother's attention, he had to find somebody's attention. Amber Rose... You got into alcoholism. You look how, how much weight he's gained. We've talked about getting liposuction. The man is just completely lost it. His mother would have at least reeled some of that in. I'm not saying that Kanye was still would not have been a horrible person because he was built to be a horrible human being Probably. that only cares about himself. himself and wealthy white people. Like If Ralph Lauren and Jay-Z were in the same room, Kanye would run and give Ralph a hug before Jay-Z. Yeah. So he is. There was a time. It's Ralph, though. It's Ralph, right? There was a time when, if people remember, Kanye wouldn't do interviews with black publications. Really? Like, the source, double because he said that they didn't support him. 
right? And what did he mean by support? He wanted a classic album rating. That's all he. That's what he wanted. It was they supported him. The source XXL, every major publication supported Kanye, but Kanye wanted to be on Rolling Stones. He wanted that approval. But there was a time where, like, he he don't care. About, like he says, George Bush don't care about Kanye, black people. Kanye don't care about black people. Yeah, Kanye cares about Kanye. He knew he knew the signs. <laughs> yeah, he is. We've reached DefCon three level threat level with Kanye. What is the Kanye. end of this? I don't know, but at, at this rate, it'll be tragic because he's alienating everybody and everyone that supported him from day one. He is seeking a new group of friends who don't really care about him. They're all using him. Candace Owens is not going to be his friend. No, she won't be around in five years. No. Him, him, around him. She'll be around. She'll be around, but she's going to be be where the money's at. Yes. So with Kanye, I think the way this is going, the end is going to be tragic. And I'm not saying it happens tomorrow or next week or next year or next five years, but this ain't going to end well. Now, hopefully... I don't even know who can reel him in at this point. Maybe his kids, when they get over, is like, Dad, what the? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but right now, this thing, this thing is nuts. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't know who he cares about enough to change. Because the biggest thing with him is he always loved himself more than he loved anyone, mother aside. Yeah, that's it. So it's just like, why am I going to change? I love myself more. I mean, Kanye the, loves Kanye. There, I've saw people like try to have his back on the child support thing, and I'm like, "What are y'all doing? Y'all understand how child support works?" Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's kind of light. I that's feel his, like for him. It's a little light. Look, that's how it works. Yeah, that's like that's just how it works. Like people talk about the amount of money, but it's based on the amount of money that Kanye brings in, which it's not a lot. And guess what? It's to support your fucking kids. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, Kanye, blah, 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 Kim Kardashian has. Preacher to the choir. Every one of my checks. <laughs> but it's like. It goes to my kids. Kanye don't have to take care of them kids. Like he says he does, but it's different. Like, look, I love my wife and I love my kids. But my wife does more than me when it comes to my kids. Plain and simple. Hands down. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> breastfeeding, like the time that she spent, like the, how kids wreak havoc on a women's, woman's body. There are certain things that a man just can't do. So I understand the, the child support conversation. I just, a bunch of dudes that don't have kids or bitter men are like, oh, Kanye's getting shafted. No, he's not. No. He's rich. Yeah. Like, I wish. Listen, child support hits heavy when your checks are real low. Yeah. I've, I've had to pay out of my checks when they weren't the greatest. That hurts. Because it's like, damn. Like, this is a fair chunk of change out of how much I make. But, again, it's for the kids. Yeah. So I know, like, okay, like, my kids are in these sports. My kids do. And I'm just like, all right, cool, because I'm helping. And then when they're with me, uh, I guess one of the best things my ex-wife did, so shout out to her, I didn't have to pay when they were with me. So I was like, cool. I could stop that. She didn't complain. And then I had extra money when they were with me over the summers. I'd buy extra clothes, and, and it was cool. We eat steak and, <laughs> and crab legs during the week. Like, yes, I have the extra. Cool. It still goes to them. I wish I had 200K to give to my kids in child support. And 200K a month, if he wasn't a weirdo, 
and lost all his endorsements and all this, that would have been nothing. It, it'll get adjusted if his income is, is hit. It, I don't. I, here's my, I just don't care about Kanye no. to be concerned with how much this man has to pay for his kids. He's going to be all right. He can eat. Right. And it's like, what's the alternative? Y'all want the kids to be with Kanye? No. <laughs> That's not what we want. No. What are we teaching these kids? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's Kim Kardashian, but look, you made your bed and you lay in it. And by all accounts, she's not like a horrible human being. Well, there's levels to this, right? <laughs> like, let's let's be clear. There's levels. There are seems to be a fit mother and or hires people around. Him. Kanye is able to make the worst human being seem okay. Again, when Alex Jones is the voice of reason in a conversation, she doesn't is, make Alex Jones a good no, person. She's levels below Alex Jones. It, it, yeah, there's just there's just levels to this. And Kanye's he's he's in hell right now. The bar is in the the core yeah. of the earth. You don't want nobody to be around Kanye. Nah, the man is he's in, he's Antonio he, Brown, I believe according to some reports, barricaded himself in his home today. Again, I've never Kanye seen... Kanye has shitty friends. I've just never seen this many black people be so self-destructive against their own community and, and do things. I'm not talking about Antonio Brown specifically, but I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong with you guys? Again, Herschel Walker. Barack Obama ethered Herschel Walker, by the way. Oh, my which God. Which was incredible. Herschel but, Walker... Ethers, Herschel Walker on a daily basis. Man's a walking CTE. <laughs> you know, watching his press conferences are just like, people vote for this. But it tells you how stupid we are as a country. Yes. I think a lot of people tend to forget, like, there are corners and alleyways of this country that we don't acknowledge. We've never been to. Right. I've never seen. But they are the people that support the Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker didn't get here on his own. No. It. It's quite interesting because you mentioned, like, when you, you look at it, like, how are there so many self-destructive people, like, in our community? It's, and, again, I'm fairly young still. I haven't been here for everything. I've read a fair bit, not as much as others. So I, I, but what I gather and what it seems like to me as I look and see culture evolve and see what it was, see where it's going, it, it always just seems like us as like a black community always have this this thirst to be elite, whatever that may mean to you in that moment. And if for some reason in your bracket you feel someone is keeping you from being elite, you splinter. You you don't ask them, hey. How do I get to your level? How do I, but like, why can't we join up, help each other? It's splinter. You shun them. They are keeping me down. You feel attacked at a point. And that is what I feel like I see happening. Kanye's great. He's a billionaire, all this stuff. He was never Jay. No. So anyone who doesn't treat you in the same ilk, same vein as Jay, and you splinter. It's, no, you're holding me down. Or why don't you, like, why? You guys clearly made music together. Like, you've made this fortune damn near side by side. He hasn't held you back from doing anything. No, but you have to splinter and attack and feel attacked. And, it's, and it trickles down on whatever level. See people work at call centers do the same shit. Like, oh, I'm never going to be managed. Oh, they be talking about me and blah, blah, blah. And I hate that. Bit. And like, what does that have to do with you? If they a manager, 
why don't you just ask them, like, yo, what's good, blah, blah, like, okay, why, why can't I be a manager? Can you show me, blah, blah, and you get there much faster. Every job I've gotten is off the strength of a hookup, mostly black people. In levels I want to go to, I happen to be a black person or two there, everybody, how'd you get there, sir? Oh, yeah, do this, this, and that. I didn't say, hire me. Like, oh, boy, did your camera work once? It got upset. But, like, I didn't say that. I was like, yo, how do I do this? Blah, blah, I went, worked it up. If there was a job opportunity, yo, yeah, come through. Work, blah, blah. I could still show you and teach you. So when it came to where I want to get to and be on y'all level, I had the, school, the tools, the skills. Y'all showed me. Y'all gave me direct experience. I know that, yo, you're not hold down black man. Oh, you, you running this website now? Why ain't you hire me? Why ain't you hire no black people? You hired all these. What do you mean? I mean, like that's some real shit people would do. Like yeah. th- those people are on your staff. Like what? I I'm, I don't feel entitled to these things. Yo, how'd you do that? But that's therein lies the problem. There is there is a true like black tax in the community. It's like when you go, <laughs> in, in simpler terms, when you go to McDonald's and you see the black person behind the register. A lot of black people immediately go to that person and ask for the hookup just because they're black. It's a tax. And when you don't do it, you a sellout. <laughs> right? It don't happen. Reminds me of 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> right. But it doesn't happen in other communities. Like, they, they don't – it's not the same thing. You know, you don't see white people going to the barista at Starbucks. Like, hook me up because we white. Ah, oh, you sell out. Like, it don't – doesn't work like that. I could really use a Starbucks hookup, by the way. We if anyone's listening, like we all could. I wife. drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, killing you. But it, it's something that's happened in the community for a long time. It's it's economic. There's a lot of things that go along with it. But in the, if you look at Kanye, he's gone up pretty far. But his the manager to him is the white guy, and he wants to learn from that man. Not understanding that the wealth that that person has accumulated was handed down to him again. Black people don't own Johnson & Johnson baby powder. We, yeah. Like Chris Rock said, we don't own the color blue, right? Our wealth is, has to be built and created, whereas Kanye is idolizing people who, has, who haven't necessarily accumulated wealth themselves. They've had it handed down to them. And he doesn't acknowledge that. He just thinks, I'm going to learn from Donald Trump. He accumulated his own money. No, he didn't. A lot of these people didn't, aren't grassroots people who got rich. Jay-Z is an example of somebody that, from the mud, right? Yeah. Straight from the dirt, like, and they always say this, and anybody's watched The Wire, things, like, business is business, whether it's the dope game or whether it's running a, a company or a sports agency, right? Business is business, and Jay-Z was a good businessman. Kanye don't look at that. He looks at Walt Disney. And granted, Walt Disney's done amazing things, like creating characters. I've never heard Kanye talk about Stan Lee, and I never understood that. Well, now we know. <laughs> like <laughs> he doesn't have an affinity for that community. No, he doesn't. But that's the approval that he's looking for, and it's it's a it's an epidemic in our community. Whereas you know certain people's words carry more weight than people in our own community. And if they don't support you, they're a sellout. And then people like Kanye reverse engineer and be like, "Oh, you know, you ain't looking." You know, they they want to use racism when it's appropriate, but not when it's applicable. It's 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 stupid. But I tie this in some another day. Looked at me crazy because Tank, Ryan Garcia, looks like they're on the road to fight each other. I said Ryan Garcia's going to knock out Tank. Oh, they took that personally. They did. Yeah, you and you support the black community. What? Huh? 
I support like, right and wrong. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need to just root for Tank because he's black. No, nah, I gotta like, have reasons. For that. Yeah, like I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you mad. <laughs> like I don't understand the logic behind this. And if we're judging like good human beings, horrible human beings, I don't know much about Ryan Garcia, but I know a shitload about Tank. I probably don't want to support him personally anyway. Well, that's the problem. But again, that's the black tax. It was like, oh, you suppose it, it's like, this isn't a cultural war. <laughs> it's not. It's not like Ryan Garcia is going to enter the ring with the flag of Mexico and it was like putting down everybody, and Tank's going to walk in with the African flag, and it's like, oh, this is like a, a cultural. Be- it's not even that, but people make it seem that way. But it's not. But we got to be smarter than that. It's. It's you know, and Kanye's dumbassness fails to realize like Jewish people are out there on the front lines during the civil rights era, supporting black causes, right? And here you are talking about the Jewish mafia. Shut up. There's, there have been plenty of Jewish people who have had the backs of African-Americans at our, at our worst possible scenarios. And Kanye, because his dumbass don't read, that motherfucker don't. needs to watch a documentary or something, he should acknowledge and recognize, like, there have been people that have had our backs, and Jewish people were one of them. Like, I'm, again, Don DeWest would be the first one to say, Kanye, uh, yeah, remember that Jewish family across By the, the street? Yeah, like they took care of us. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And that's why Kanye's like, oh, you know, they run Hollywood. I just, I don't know what day that the quote-unquote Jewish mafia or the Jewish community woke up and was like, fuck Kanye. It never happened. <laughs> you know what? I don't like the way his ass looked yeah, but in Kanye, those ugly-ass shoes. But that's what Kanye is made into. Like, that's the thing he has created that basically he says that the Jewish agenda, when did this happen and why? Yeah. Because how'd you grow so much? Why did they then say it was okay for you to get in? They control everything. Get in, get to your level, and then just say, I dislike you. Right. But what? Had nothing to do with your own actions? Maybe you saying stupid shit? But, like, let's, let's pull this thing back. It's like, all right, well, before you start talking about the Jewish media, which is like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Before you even talk about all that, you did, there was never a reason for anybody to turn on you in the first place. You're an idiot. Yeah. From the jump. So if anything, if there's any reason for me to dislike you, it's because you're dumb. Right? And you say really dumb things. Slavery was a choice. It was way before this. Yeah. Reddit. So it's like. And they let you slide on that. So as soon as, you know, he continued to say dumb things about the black community and he, he trashed like backpack rap. And like he was just going on this, this thing. And then one day he was like, the Jewish people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't happen, Kanye. And then people have created this narrative like they're evil. And that's why. Kyrie's not nearly as dangerous as Kanye. What he did was problematic, but Kyrie seemingly has a good heart, right? He was just misinformed. There's a lot of people that I went to college with and went to one seminar and was like, oh, shit, I know everything about everything. You don't know shit about shit. You just listen to the wrong people. That's Kyrie. Kanye is taking that to a whole nother level because he's not listening to anybody. He's just making shit up along the way. (laughs) He's trying to find a group of people that hates him so he can galvanize his Christianity and his morals and make it seem like there's a war going on. That, yeah, like he wants to be an underdog like, and booking it horribly. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, him and Vince McMahon probably wouldn't get along. <laughs> they might. Vince nah. was horrible at booking shit towards that. He was, but he probably looked at Kanye and was like, no, you're a heel. And Kanye's like, no, I'm a Christian baby face. And it's like, we got a problem. Yeah, we got, we got a fundamental problem right now. So, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I feel after now five shows of this, that That's it's it. only growing and getting worse. It's been like five shows the past three months. It feels like it's too many. Like it fact, is. 
But it, I'm at this point, it's not going to stop. No. Um, I don't know how far it goes. It can't be healthy, just physically on him. To it takes a lot of energy to say dumb shit and then have to defend it all the time, and then have to go on a million shows, and then have to do like he doesn't look physically well either. But he's people talk about his mental state. He doesn't look physically well. He's not. But again, his currency is visibility. So if that keeps him relevant, he's going to do all these shows. Yeah, Trent. One thing about Hollywood, you talk about like Jewish people control Hollywood. One thing about Hollywood is when you go off the rails, a lot of people don't make it too much longer. No. Like, because everything's not trending well. Look, and we can slowly transition this into boxing. So I wrote a piece today that be published by the time you guys listen to this. Is the only person that Tyson Fury can't beat is retirement. Yep. Like, there's no challenge in a boxing ring that's too big for him. He'll take them all on, but once he has idle time on his hands, he self-destructs. He need like he did an interview with ESPN. Yep. He said, uh, "Boxing needs me." No, no, no. You need boxing. Yep. It is the one thing that keeps you sane because you have a purpose and you're built to believe that the reason that you exist is to fight. He tried to retire. He wanted to believe it. I think in his heart of hearts, he believed the day that he retired, he He's believed done. it. His wife, Paris, was like, I love to believe this, Tyson, but you're not going to retire. She never believed it. Like, this is great. <laughs> but the boxing community, we didn't believe it at all. No. But his purpose, that is his purpose. Boxing is his purpose. His mental health is tied to his purpose as a fighter. If you look at Kanye, like, his purpose is being visible. He would not know what to do if you took all the cameras away from him. If he wasn't able to be visible somewhere, it's over for him. And that's where this all ties down to is like, yeah, it's not healthy, but it's the only thing he knows. He, the only thing he knows is to be popular. Yeah, it's not even music. No. It's not fashion to a degree. No. It's just all those lead it's his to name. popularity. It's his name. Like, I've always been a person. I remember my friend wanted to start a clothing line a long time ago. And I worked with him on it. We did a fashion show in Vegas. It wasn't great. <laughs> But he wanted, I'll never forget this conversation. It's very honest of you. Yeah. He, he wanted to make T-shirts with his face on it for the brand. And I was like, I'm totally against this. And he was like, why? I said, what if I don't like how your face looks? You've just ruined our brand. Because it's not the you brand. You face. No, I'm just saying, your, <laughs> it's your face. Like, in general, it's your face. If I walk by and I don't like your face, forget what you make. Now we are tied together. Like the name of this brand and your face are synonymous. Yes. And if I just don't like your face, it's over. And he was like, but I'm the face of the brand. And I was like, that's a problem. Your brand like should be your brand, right? Like Polo doesn't have Ralph Lauren's face on it. It's a fucking horse. Yes. Lacoste is alligator, right? It, it, it's not tied to that individual. Kanye tries to put his name on everything. Every single thing. If Kanye would not know what to do if you told him he couldn't make Yeezys, if he had to call them something else, he'd lose his mind because his currency is visibility, recognition. He wants to be acknowledged and recognized for everything that he has done. I changed the game. I changed the fashion industry. Me, 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 I, I, I. That's all he's ever wanted. And that's, that'll ultimately be his demise. It's going to be one hell of a journey to watch. Let's hit a break, come back. We got to talk boxing. People that aren't Kanye West, 
I'm sure if he was listening to this, he would turn it off at this point. You guys will not. You guys came here for Boxing Talk. So plenty of boxing coming up. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, just that fast, we are back. Dre, boxing. Yeah. Boxing, boxing, boxing. Not Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Thank God. Uh, Again, in the beginning of the show, we mentioned all the boxing events coming up this weekend. We'll start with last weekend. Regis Proigres versus Jose Zepeda on a pay-per-view. Not sure how many people bought it. It was a pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. Man, I don't pay for anything. On pay-per-view.com. And Fight TV. Well, yeah. That's... Shout out to my homies at Fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to pay for anything. Shout out to everybody at Fight. Got to watch that for free as well. So, watching that, one, they had the Vargas brothers on, and that was cool. Yes. Yes. I, I had to watch them in case they come to top rank as well. That now that we have Emilio. They'll, they'll probably be at top rank. You might as well just get them. Just get yeah. the whole fam. It's yeah. like a DB3. Yeah. Like, just, we're just going to start collecting families of boxing. So, watch those fights. Cool. Fernando Vargas Jr. gets knocked out. That was all right. But I was there for the main event. Main event, Jose Zapata's good. I never thought he was, like, incredible. Yeah, no. He's had some good wins against some people top rank may have thought was prospects. And then that's kind of pushed him into this position. All along, I thought the fight should be Regis versus Jose Ramirez. Yes. But it was going to be Zapata versus Jose Ramirez cut Regis all the way out. Thankfully for Jose Ramirez, or for Ramirez, it was like he had to do a wedding. So Regis goes in, looks dominant throughout. Head movement's incredible. The fighting skills are still there. I was worried because of how much time he fights, or he spends not fighting, because he has no promoter. And he has to do weird shit like this. Yes, He's caught in in a pickle. But watching him fight and now he has the belt. Now it's like, all right, like I can see why he was a two belt champion before. He hasn't lost anything. He doesn't have to go up to one forty seven. He's waited so long that a whole new crop of one forty people are here yep. to take on. His performance that night to me was wildly impressive. I think he has a shot against everyone in this division, Teofimo included. Yeah, I mean he had a tremendous fight with Josh Taylor. Yes. This fell short. Like, it wasn't like Josh Taylor didn't run away with that fight. A close fight. Regis Program without a promoter makes it very interesting what his next move is. I have a feeling. Well, they have mandatories. Yeah, but I have a feeling that he's going to end up on Black Prime fighting Adrian Broner. That'd be a great move. For who? For his career and for. They better wire him the money first. Yeah. At this point, yeah. start there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like the WBC has locked him in because it's for for better or worse, Ramirez got to be next, or he yeah. vacates. That's a great fight. And then they already named the winner of this Teofimo fight a second mandatory. Yeah. So you're pretty much locked into fighting top rank people. And then if you get through that, all right, now you've run the gauntlet. Good luck. But they're doing anything and everything to get that belt over the top rank. 
So it, uh, Great gonna, to have a promoter. It's going to be really tough. Regis Progray has always been a good fighter with heavy hands. Like, he's got knockout power. He does everything pretty damn good. Josh Taylor, again, narrowly beat him. But other than that, I don't know who's going to beat Regis Progray at 140. I think he gives everybody a problem. Yeah. He is that type a of fighter. Focus T.O. would be the best shot. Yeah. But even that, it's not an easy fight for T.O. Like, nobody's going to no. have an easy time with Regis Progray. No. Nobody. Nobody. So he'll he'll uh we'll see where he goes. But I, I know like there's a lot I, Black Prime probably won't do it next. It'll be a terrible idea because you, you locked in Adrian Broner to a three fight deal. I have to use the quote fingers for those who are listening. <laughs> three fight deal. If that's your first fight and Regis beats the shit out of Adrian Broner, what do you have left? Yeah, it's not great. So yeah, I don't know who Adrian Broner fights first. I mean, it looks like they're gonna announce it at the Crawford fight. For whatever it's worth, but it shouldn't be Regis Pro. Still don't know where they're getting this money. And I probably shouldn't know. Nobody, like, you don't want to. This is one of those things. Know. You know, you, like you walk in there, like, where'd you get? How'd that happen? You don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know where this dope money came yeah, from. Yeah, nah. So that's the fight from last weekend. So that was good. Rolling that into this weekend, three events, because it's two fights in an exhibition. Well, you know, we briefly, Dillian White won. Oh, he did. He beat Jermaine Franklin and. Eh. Looks like eh. yeah, I thought he won, but I didn't. I... Looks like you know he could fight Anthony Joshua again if AJ wants to tune up, which is good. I yeah. think AJ needs it. He needs the confidence boost. We just saw Dillian White get uppercutted to hell. He's he's in a weird like Anthony Joshua is not built for tune up fights in his head. That's an AJ problem. Like if you again, Anthony Joshua was the best resume in all the heavyweights. He's fought everybody. And if you tell him take a tune up fight, he'd be like no. Right, he want he wants the best now. It's probably well, best for guy of like with some stature, at least in name value, right? Well, like, yeah, like I'm sure Eddie Hearn can convince him to fight Dillian White again. You know, it's like it's a rivalry, it's a big money fight. Yeah, who the fuck do you want the juggernaut? If you ask him, he'll say yes. Oh, I've been God. around Anthony Joshua long enough to really like because at first I was like, eh. like when Deontay Wilder's name came up, Anthony Joshua was like, yes, I'll fight him, and I was like, you feel like yes, like what. What am I here for if I'm not fighting the best people all the fucking time? And I like I, the mentality. And I guarantee you, and I know this, like when he fought Andy Ruiz, he was like, eh. because he wanted to beat the shit out of Big Baby Miller. Yep. For trying to date his mom and shit. It's a trap like fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what he wanted. Like, he's motivated by beating people, and he's not motivated by tune-up fights or any of that. So looks like Dillian White will probably be next in line. I would assume it'll be spring next year that yeah. they do this. Yeah, and I, I think Wilder should handle his business for Ruiz. Yeah, and then they're, they're going to fight each other. Yeah, there's no reason to be like, yeah, I'm number one contender. I'm fighting Fury again. Like, no, I mean, for what? look, dude, Joshua Wilder is like the biggest fight. Yeah. Like, nation, like globally, that is a Just massive please, fight. Please do it in the summer. I don't want to go to the UK in the winter. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Like, I need just a, a summer in London. Sounds splendid. That that fight will be for no belts and it'll just be massive. Oh yeah, that doesn't need a belt. Nah, not at all. No, no. Somebody's getting knocked out. Yes. Yeah, you don't need judges. And you know, the vast majority of people think AJ's gonna die. Of course. But if he gets past five rounds, I mean he's it gets interesting. Wilder. It's it's I mean Wilder's gas tank and then with the fury things, like it gets a little dicey. And Joshua's proved to be a little bit chinny in the past and yeah. but it's a phenomenal fight. It's just it's it's Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Right? The the man is 
I think we've gotten to the point where it's not like arguably he's probably like the biggest puncher we've ever seen in boxing history. Mm-hmm. Like technique be damned. He just kills people. Yep. And he's been knocked out twice. By Tyson Fury. It was interesting. I'm about to post this on ringside tomorrow. Is Tyson Fury the biggest puncher in boxing history then? No. If you knock out the biggest puncher and take his best punch, does that make you the biggest puncher? Evander Holyfield knocked out Mike Tyson. He wasn't the biggest puncher. Yeah, he wasn't as big as no. Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury is the most skilled heavyweight. That I posed that question yesterday. Yeah, he's, people looked at me like I was crazy. Nah, man, you're not six foot nine, yeah. damn near three hundred pounds, and move like a lightweight. And thought it was a good question. Yeah, he, he's absurdly skilled. People but, love Tyson, yo. All the comment section was just Tyson's the most skilled heavyweight of all time. How? They love that shit. They see the power. They see the peekaboo. Nah, like, man. Like Mike Tyson. Listen, man. Mike Tyson, and this is okay. Mike Tyson wasn't a top ten heavyweight. People get mad at me for saying that. That's it. Top 10. I mean, think about it. Joe in Lewis. In prime? I'm just in general. Joe Lewis, Lennox Lewis, uh, Muhammad Ali, yep. Joe Frazier, okay. George Foreman, the Klitschko brothers, both of them. Oh, I don't know. Mm, Vladimir. 19-year-old Mike? I mean, they're big as hell, though. I'm just, I'm just they're saying. They're big, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Tyson Fury. Yep. Deontay Wilder. Deontay beats Mike? Hell yeah, Deontay beats Mike. Ooh. Mike's too small. We need a new fight night video game. We like, need, I need to just run that in the video game. Like, Mike ain't beating Joe Frazier? No. No, no. Deontay's a big-ass dude. I mean, let's, I mean, let's just be serious. Who, uh, Mike Tyson didn't even fight Riddick Bo. Yeah. Got you know what I'm saying? Like, Evander Holyfield beat him. How much gear him. does he have? Evander Holyfield beat him. Evander Holyfield's a better heavyweight than Mike Tyson. Yeah, beat him twice. It, we all love Mike, but we got to be real honest with how but good. that wasn't prime Mike. Prime Mike was literally 24 months. I was one hell of a 24 months. It was incredible, but who did he beat? Trevor Burbick? Yeah. Michael Spinks, who didn't want to be there that night? Michael Spinks was a light heavyweight. He beat every champion who had a belt. There were, <laughs> it was a bad, the division was bad. He was really good, though. He wa- don't get me wrong, he was really good, but he was 5'10", he was small. I would say the drugs and stuff did him in more so than his skills let him down. I mean, that's fine, but I'm just going off of what we've seen out of Mike Tyson. Like, we romanticized the era of Tyson like this was like a decade of dominance. It was like three years, right? Like, everybody he mowed down at the beginning of his career, me and you probably could have beat. <laughs> a lot of broomstick mustaches yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. A lot of man fought thirteen times, and, he, and, and you know, like Mitch Blood Green gave him hell. He went to distance with him. Yep. We romanticize Tyson and forget, like, yo, he didn't fight any of the great heavyweights. Tyson didn't fight George well, Foreman. He went up against Holyfield, who was, and and that happened too late. Yeah, crucial way that. It, but Holyfield was an under, and Holyfield fought everybody. Holyfield fought Riddick Bow. Tyson didn't fight Riddick Bow. Tyson fought Lennox Lewis, but it was too late. Yeah, that was ugly. They he was fed done. Yeah. Lennox Lewis. But as great as Tyson, it's okay to say he was not a top 10 heavyweight of all time. It is okay because you look, again, Joe Lewis. I don't think Tyson would have beat Sonny Liston. No. I mean, those guys are really good. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. I've given you all these names, and Tyson does not. Who's the best person that Mike Tyson beat? Exactly. Michael Spinks. Yeah. A light heavyweight who came up to heavyweight. It Spinks wasn't that bad, though. He wasn't that good. Because who did Michael Spinks beat? Exactly. Wasn't that 
<laughs> like, no, he was. That not. was just a, an incredible run, though. Arguably the greatest start to any boxing career. Who Tyson? Yeah. No, it was it was it, it was great to look at, but he beat nobody. There happened to be a bunch of people that nobody's who held the belt though, but he beat every champion. It was a tournament. Don't come again. He was a tremendous fighter, but I can give you ten heavyweights that are better than Mike Tyson, who have accomplished more, more. skilled. Just talking about physical skills. Yes, I, I agree. Like because he's very small. He's like you talk about physical skills. Like Lennox Lewis is one of the most skilled fighters we have ever seen. Yeah, like behind that jab. I don't know if Mike Tyson could have ever beat Lennox Lewis. He, he had a problem with the jab in general. Yeah, exactly. But he, you know, he had a catch like Oliver McCall called Lennox Lewis. Yeah, I love Mike Tyson, but we have to stop talking like Mike Tyson will beat Muhammad Ali and everybody else. He was a great idea, but in reality, Tyson didn't fight. He didn't fight Michael Moore. He lost to Buster Douglas. Yeah, he was like doing cocaine like the night before. It is what Again, it is. Again, the drugs Look, man, really fucked Mike up. Let's not act like he wasn't on everything. The parallel to Mike Tyson is Zab Judah. <laughs> like Zab Judah could have and yeah. should have been one of the greatest fighters we have seen. But Zab Judah pissed his career away. Yes, he did. By fucking around and doing a bunch of other shit. Like, Skill-wise, him and Floyd. They were very close. Very close. Zab was, not, a, Zab was, Zab was a front runner. Yeah. He, he faded late. That was Zab's. That was always going to be Zab's problem. But when you don't train hard and you drink all the time, right? So it's like, yeah, skills are cool. Like I've seen tremendous basketball players, but when it comes to playing eighty-two games in a season, like how many college players don't translate in the NBA yep. because it's more rigorous? Your skills are fine, but what's your work ethic? Yep. And I don't know. Like without it, Tyson was great, but I I promise you, there are ten people that could have beat Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury being one of them. Tyson Fury. Destroyed Tyson. <laughs> Tyson Fury this weekend. Another knockout, right? Come on, man. Listen. He Tyson, beats Chisora however he wants. Listen. Uh, just as I was mentioning, like, Tyson Fury has to fight. Like, boxing doesn't need Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury needs boxing. Tyson Fury realized that if I'm at home, I'll probably start drinking. I'll probably do a bunch of unhealthy things to myself. Yeah, Kick so, the car. Uh, taxi cab. Yeah, like, he decided, <laughs> all right, I need to be active. But while being active, I'm going to shit talk all these other heavyweights that I'm not about to fight right now. Jerry yeah. Chisora is my friend. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to beat up somebody and get, and get paid to do it, why don't I help get my friend a check? Yep. So Derek was like, he's like, Derek, what are you doing? Nothing. Derek Chisora lost to Alexander Usyk. He lost to Dillian White. Derek Chisora is, is a fun fight. Mm-hmm. He ain't good. No. So, yeah, Tyson Fury knocks him out probably six or seven rounds. And Derek Chisora leaves with one of the biggest paydays he's ever had. End of story. Easy money. And this only happens because Usyk wasn't ready to fight in December. I don't think Tyson Fury was going to fight Usyk anyway. I think so. Mm. I, I think the money's there in the, the Middle East. And I, I think it's not, it's not that. It's that Tyson Fury, he played games, right? When he retired, you didn't want to fight Usyk then. So to come out of retirement, which wasn't real, We've seen people have, like, shorter layoffs yeah. and call them retirement. I think he would have fought Usyk last summer if Joshua would have stepped aside. Maybe. Probably. But Tyson wasn't motivated. Like, Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko, right? And then realized, like, I spent my whole life trying to climb the mountaintop. I reached it, and I feel nothing. Told Ariel that was the worst, it was. worst day of his life. 
he had nothing left to accomplish. Yep. He gained like 200 pounds, did cocaine, went to deep depression, and had no other challenges. But then he, I figure that he realizes, like, you know what's a big challenge? Losing all this fucking weight and going back in. And I guarantee this, and I, if somebody asked him this, I wish I could ask him this then. I guarantee you he looked at Deontay Wilder and was like, I can beat him. That's the challenge because nobody yeah. thinks I can do he it. He was so scared. He immediately came back and called out Wilder. The, the, that, that was the mountain he had to climb. Yeah. He, he climbed that mountain, and then he retired. Why? He didn't care about being undisputed champion. He no. wanted to beat the best that was out there. Yeah. So now somebody's got to prove to him, because Anthony Joshua to him is not the best that's out there. Not anymore. No. Joshua fucked that up. Yeah, but it's like it'll make him a lot of money. But Fury, don't, he don't fight for money. Not at all. Like, he's got more than enough money. He looks at Usyk, and he wants to see Usyk do something that makes him think, not makes him think, that makes other people think they can, he could be. And I think now people are, like, wavering. But I think if he fights Usyk, he wants to stop Usyk. Yes, he wants to stop Like, Usyk. he wants to go in there and make a point. It's not like, oh, yeah, I could beat him. Like, no, he like, wants to hurt no, him. No, yeah, like, I want to get him out of here because he's a middleweight. And how dare you even compare him to me? Right, that, but that's in the his thing. head. He really believed. Yes, that. but right now, at, at like when he retired, Usyk was not appealing to him because in his mind that was not a challenge. Yeah. No. So now he, he sat at home, was like, ah, I can't do this again. I got to fight, so I'm going to fight to sort of stay busy. Yep. And then, then we'll figure out Usyk. Yeah, we'll figure this thing out. He doesn't care about belts because he did an interview today where he was like, I'm vacating the IB. Yeah, he's like, I ain't paying those. I mean, yeah, he's like, no, I'm not paying that sanctioning fee. And they stripped me back in like 2015 for no reason. Yeah. So I'll never hold their belt. So he's like, I'm not going to be undisputed champ. But if you win, you're undisputed champ. That's all yes. it takes. So, yes, I think you beat Usyk, get all the belts, vacate one, whatever, you guys. Whoever on the side wants to go fight for that. And probably face Usyk again because I, I think there have to be a rematch clause. So One would assume. Probably yeah. his next two fights. Against Usyk, unless shit just goes off the rails and Usyk retires, which is pop. Usyk's not young. No, and I'm not sure if Usyk loses. Like, what's what's left for him? So, they might have to fight once, twice, and then. I think before it's all said and done, he wants the Joshua fight, regardless of record, regardless of anything. I think he wants that. I'm the best British heavyweight. You're an Olympic gold medalist, and they gave you everything. But I was the guy here. He would want it if Josh was winning, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if Deontay Wilder knocks out Anthony Joshua, he's fighting Wilder again. <laughs> yep. Like it's it's the one thing. Like we just uh, Tom Gray of Sporting News, uh, who we stole from Ring Magazine. Um, <laughs> it's another story in itself. Tom Gray wrote a piece about he interviewed Tyson about his, his greatest victory. He talks about Wilder, and he was like, "Motherfucker hits like a moose." Like I, that guy, his punching power is ridiculous. And people keep asking, will you fight Wilder a fourth time? And his answer is yes, but for the reason I just outlined, he just watched Deontay Wilder kill Robert Landers. Yep. Just killed him. If Wilder just starts mowing people down again, Tyson Fury is like, I'll fight him again. Yep. Because at some point, somebody's going to say, he could beat Tyson Fury. Yep. And Tyson Fury is going to take it personal <laughs> and go out there and fight him. But if Anthony Joshua is not winning, he won't fight him. He'll only fight people that pose a threat to him. Strangely enough, if Wilder were to knock out Anthony Joshua, right, and the timing didn't line up, Joshua would be Fury's tune-up fight. Probably. In his head, he'd just be like, I need to stay busy fight. Like, Chisora, he would look at Anthony Joshua like Derek Chisora. Yeah, I I think he fights Joe Joyce in like a year or two just because 
the juggernaut. Like, can he be, be like, I think he, yeah, he takes that he challenge. Can I mean, I like Joe Joyce too. No, yeah, yeah. We got His best quality is uh, just toughness. Yeah, you can be as tough as you want to be, but when yeah, a 6'9 monster. slow in lumber. Yeah, when a 6'9 dude is, like, walking you down. Yeah, who's very fast. Yeah, much faster than, like, you know, guys, he's deceiving. Yeah. It's unassuming. Stupid like, quick. Yeah, it's like, look at his body. It's like, yeah, you don't look like a bodybuilder, but you'll beat your ass. Yeah, no, no, very small ankles. When I coached football, that was a thing. Look at, you're scouting someone, how big are the ankles? Very small ankles. Tells you the, the level of athlete they are. And then the other trilogy that people actually care about, Chocolatito yes. versus Estrada. They're one and one, but I feel like Chocolatito won the last fight. It was close. Um, they threw 2,529 punches in that second fight. Insane. It won't happen again. I'm rooting for it. <laughs> I mean, we're all rooting for it. But usually when you have that kind of ridiculous output, yeah. you kind of dial it back a little bit. Some, yeah. Chocolate Tito is 35. Estrada's only 32. Bam Rodriguez is waiting. Uh, maybe. He's he, Depending on what Franco does. True. Because he – and listen, I love being homeboys. I love it. You guys are training together. It's cool. You're better than him. Go get the belts. Like, he's trying to leave it. And I don't purposely root against anyone in boxing because I just cover stuff. But Franco losing wouldn't be the worst thing. No. Because at least Bam could go and do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Now he's going back to 112 or some shit just to yeah. appease his friend. I got to keep playing. Stop playing, Bam. Like, you're, you're, you're really good. You're really good. But I think this fight, I think Estrada's going to win. I think Chocolatito being 35 now. Like, Estrada's, like, right in the thick of his prime. For lighter weights, the older you get, your everything diminishes much faster. Quick. It's not like heavy weights in MMA, like they hit the stride a lot later. Smaller weight class is always the diminishing returns after like 30. And Chocolatito's, you know, he's been stopped twice, well, once. And this was an absolute war the last time around, but I feel like I don't think he can keep this up. I think Estrada wins in a not, it'll be a fun fight because Chocolatito doesn't know how to fight any other way. But those wars are going to catch up. It's like Canelo Triple G. Like the longer it goes, the older they get. Yeah. Just the less chance you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think Estrada, you know, winning that second fight for a lot of people was a gift. I thought it was just a very close decision. I think Estrada won a little bit more decisively this time. Um, and I think Chocolatito's due to slow down. Because if it ain't here, it'll be his next fight. Like he's, he's 35. Yes. And he's tiny. That's why Bam should fight him. Um, Bam might stop him. I think so. This fight will not be the end of Chocolatito. He is going to win. You think so? I think so. I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Chocolatito won. I just think Estrada would have to be losing his value. Yeah. I feel like he's still on the rise where Chocolatito is on the descent. I think everyone's human, including judges. Everyone knows the narratives going into fights. I'm not saying that. That's going to drastically sway them. But I, I think everyone hears the, the chatter of Chocolatito was robbed the last time. And so now you're in your mind trying to call it real fair and real straight down the narrow. And I think he has enough to not be stopped against Estrada. And if it goes to the cards, yeah. I, I think that just plays hu- human nature into your mind where you're, you're looking to make sure you don't rob this guy again so you're maybe seeing more of his punches. It's possible. You're doing, so 
I, I think a decision leans towards him. And, yeah, then I think that just gives us fun fights. I mean, th- this is already, like, a tremendous fight. It- it's funny because you look at the fourth quarter, and I've shitted on the fourth quarter of boxing, but this is, like, the best fight. Yes. The fourth quarter. It's a good two weeks. Yeah. I like seeing Tyson Fury bully people and knock them out. This fight is competitive. I don't need every fight in the world to be competitive. No. So I get a squash match, a competitive fight. I don't know what Teofimo is going to give me, so I have a question mark against a guy who's Santa Martin. Like, if he's super engaged and, like, there's not crazy shit going on in his personal life, Teofimo's amazing. So he could give me a highlight real knockout. Yeah. Or he'd come out, barely make weight. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. His is all mental. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I'm not sure what we're getting from him. And I like that. And then Manny Pacquiao comes back this weekend in an exhibition fight. Yeah, December 10th. Fight TV. That's next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Okay. So I guess uh, we don't have to cover that. No, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. No, so that's, I forget, it's just the third. Maybe I have my weeks combined. Yeah, you you did. So next week we have Teofimo. Yes. Next week we have Manny. And next week we have Inwa. And next we have Bud. Please don't forget. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Black Prime. Like, come on. I guess it's BLK Prime. It's black. Say what you yeah, mean. It's, it's black. <laughs> I, like, I, I went on the streaming service. There ain't nothing but black movies. It's black prime. It's no, it's black. definitely black. They can t- sell you all the lot. Cyborg's fighting on this card. Yes, in the co-main. <laughs> they were like, Cyborg, we need somebody. Like this card. everybody st- from Crawford's camp. This card stinks. This- yeah. I don't even know if they're with top rank anymore. I think they might have all left. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, they'd be wise to not release the pay-per-view sales of this. They're not going. They'll fudge up the numbers. Unfortunately for them, they it's not just on black crime. Like I think pay-per-view.com and in demand have picked up the rights to this. I just don't know who's paying forty dollars to watch this nonsense. It's only forty. I mean, it's only forty, but Terrence Crawford, like there's a lot of free boxing. Terrence Crawford, how many pay per views is that? Two? At least three. Amir Khan was a pay per view. Yeah. Right? Khan Porter. Jeff Warren was a pay per view, was it? Maybe. Can't, I can't remember. ESPN. I was there, so I don't know. Like HBO used to like pay per view. He at least had three. I'm trying to. I, I can't remember Victor Postal, which was a big fight. That wasn't. No, nah, I don't, I don't think. think so. But wh- whatever the case, he's bricked on all his pay per views, right? Yeah. And now you're fighting a guy that nobody gives a shit about. David Avenisian. And who cares? Yeah, it's a shame because he's a good fighter. Yeah, he ain't. I mean, come on, man. He ain't bud. He's not even close. No. It. But, it's it's I love Bud Crawford as a fighter, but <laughs> this guy's He's doing his career and his legacy no favors. And again, just and I want him to. It's so easy. It's just right be very clear with your intentions, right? If you if you're if you just want to make a lot of money, just say that. And that's okay. Floyd wanted to make a lot of money. Yeah. Floyd said, Hey, I'm the best ever. I didn't say I was the greatest boxer ever. I'm just the best ever. I'm rich. That was <laughs> his thing. Yep. If you're Bud Crawford, don't tell me your legacy's set because that's a lie. Because you don't dictate your legacy. People like us dictate your legacy. So if you're going to say that you're the best and you want a legacy that's crafted by other people, give the people the fights they want. Or just say, I want to make a lot of money. That's it. Which is clearly what he's doing with BLK Prime. (laughs) Fighting a guy that nobody cares. I have to put them all like, (laughs) BLK. Y'all can't listen. Y'all can't hear this, but that's me making quote fingers. Yeah, if if they... (laughs) Listen, they cut the check. We'll do commentary. Yeah. Give us a pre-show. If the check clears. Yeah. See, I don't know if I want to be. Um, Black Prime? 
No, I mean black people on black pride. I'm just I have to be beholden to say nice things about them. Yeah, I can't do that. It's not my. Point. We're just gonna stick to the to the content. Yeah, it's just hard. to the show. <laughs> just, it's hard for me because yeah. then they'll listen to this and be like, "You and you know, I'll be yeah, held I'll up." Do the ad reads. <laughs> I'll make sure we pay the bills. It's tough sledding. Yeah, so it's it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks of boxing, and then after we get through all of those, we'll have our corner podcast awards that we do every year. So we'll do our boxing ones for knock of the year, fight of the year, comeback of the year, all this good stuff. I've already been watching, preparing for boxing, MMA, not too crazy. Pro wrestling is taking up a lot of my time. Pro wrestling is very difficult. Oh, I've watched so much pro wrestling, trying to figure that out. Yeah. So This has been – boxing, I don't think – fight of the year is not too complicated. I already have mine. Is it Conlon and Wood? Of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So that's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not too common. It's either that or Serrano Taylor for a lot of people. Yeah. It's like there's two fights. Knockout of the year, you got – there's a couple. Conlon Wood is also up there. I mean, he knocked the man out of the ring. Threw the come for, Thought but, he killed him. But Caleb Plant murdered uh, Andre Durrell. And buried him. Uh, yes, he did. There's been some good knockouts. But I don't think it's difficult. Like fighter of the year is pretty obvious to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Dimitri yeah. is kind of – but. It's not. This is not difficult. MMA, eh, it's. I mean, pick a name out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like upset of the year, any of them, all of them. Yes, every single one. Everybody died. It's like five. Yeah, totally unfair. Boxing is not going to be too difficult. So when we do those awards, you guys will probably be more interested because like pro wrestling awards are a mess. Yeah, and then we have to do our usual hip hop and R and B and music awards. Yes, we will do those as well. Yes, which I. I think I'm good. There's a lot of shit I haven't listened to yet. So now that I got the new whip, I just got to start playing a bunch of stuff. I saw your, and before we get out of here, I saw your Apple list. Yes. It's like, I haven't heard any of this. <laughs> like, outside of Kendrick, I was like, he listens to a bunch of random listen shit. To I got to, and I saw the Drake on there. Yes, I told you how much I like that shit. <laughs> Have you bumped in the Drake? Yes. Right, I see. I, listen, my Thursday nights at 9 p.m., I immediately go to my Apple Music and, and go to Browse. And I go category through category and see what album release, and then I listen to it. So I'm always up until like 1, 2 in the morning as I'm trying to put my son to sleep, and he's just like resisting. And I'm listening at least once to like almost everything. Sometimes like when Nas came out, I was like, this is the only thing I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm only listening to this album. Like if on my replay, like Nas is already up there. It's just only been out a couple weeks, right? But uh, that's how I, listen, I, try, I try to listen to everything. There's certain albums I'm just like, I'm not listening. I just don't have time. I'll get to it. Like yeah, I future st- album. You listen to future. Yeah, I listen to future album. Okay. I haven't listened to the Jeezy joint yet. Oh man, I enjoyed. I still that. Still haven't listened to it. Really, uh, it was enjoyable. So I, I have some. I have a few things to catch up on yeah. before I do my year end awards. Yeah. But don't go expecting him to reinvent the wheel. But I, it was I, very I would, well. I would not expect <laughs> Jeezy well. to be anything. Okay, other good. Than good. Snowman. Good. Good. No, it was it was good in comparison to what Jeezy. So, uh, yeah, no, we can't wait. We're going to bring all those award shows to you. Again, make sure you check out our MMA and pro wrestling show from earlier in the week. We appreciate you all. Can't wait to come back next week and recap everything that's happened. We'll be back starting on Tuesday next week, so make sure you guys take a look for that. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in the booth, thank you guys so much for always holding it down, making this happen. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast. 
Myself, the old man, Andre as hell. Till next time, we're out. Peace.